Welcome to the Boomer Woman's Podcast. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. Boomer. Some people don't like the term, but I think, like many other words, it's all in how you say it. My umbrella business is Boom with a Bang, and I think we should keep that in mind as much as possible. We Boomer women don't have a lot of role models as we traverse this chapter. So the goal of this podcast is to introduce you to guests who might incentivize, encourage, teach you to embrace your wisdom, our wisdom. With this incarnation of the Boomer Woman's Podcast, I'm interviewing people who have a message of interest for our demographic. If you want to hear about or learn about something specific, let me know and I'll find someone who understands us to talk about it. There's a contact page at boomwithabang.com. If you want to be a guest on podcast or know someone who would be a great guest, message me. Finally, this show is all about conversation. We women know its value, we know how to do it, and we must perpetuate the art form. So let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Boomer Woman's Podcast. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. Hemp. It was a well-kept secret for so many years because, well, was it marijuana? Is it related to CBD? Is it legal? Is it not legal? Do I get high from wearing hemp clothing? Okay, (laughs) that last comment was a bit of a stretch. And my guest today will help us sort through some of the mystery and how it's been harnessed to be a natural remedy for many issues. Women's issues like hormone imbalance, think menopause, poor sleep, pain, stress, anxiety. Terry Yuzan, welcome to the Boomer Woman's Podcast. Thank you, Agnes, and that was a great intro. Oh, good. Um, Now, the first line of your bio reads, we're looking to educate women who seek alternatives to Western medicine that has failed them. That sounds like the introduction to a story. Do you have a story about how Western medicine brought you to where you are today? Absolutely. Yep. And my early 30s, I started just not feeling well all the time. In pain, super sleepy, hard to focus. I went to a lot of different doctors. And all they do is diagnose and treat those symptoms. You have, you know, we don't, we weren't educated to ask them, why do I feel this way and get to the root cause of it. So no, no doctors were helping me feel better. They just, because I saw so many doctors, neurologists, rheumatologists, and nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. They gave me the, the, the name fibromyalgia. And, And 20 years ago, not many people knew what that was. Most people know somebody now with fibromyalgia because it's becoming more and more prevalent, but it really is just a label. They don't know what's wrong with you. And I refuse to believe that your body can't heal and you have to be on prescriptions for the rest of your life. That's, that's what they told me. And I just, I didn't want to do it. Why keep spending money and taking these prescriptions if I'm not going to feel better? So I did a lot of research on how to heal naturally. And we, we all know that eating better is the key. What we put in is what you get out. So I learned to cook. I had to learn to cook. You know, when you're young, you eat a lot of candy, you go to college, you're broke, you eat a lot of carbs and a lot of noodles and ramen noodles. And you get out of college and you're still broke and trying to build you know, a career, you don't eat very well, you don't eat healthy, you don't spend the extra money to get organic foods and etc. So I just ate a lot of pasta and realized it was making me super tired within minutes of eating it and achy. So I found so I started cooking. 
my own food, organic food. I eliminated processed foods. I found out that wheat was triggering me, all those carbs, specifically noodles and pasta, breads, fried foods, anything with wheat in it was making me feel instantly very tired and achy. So I eliminated that and I did find a really good doctor back uh, way back then that said, yeah, wheat is we're finding is not, not what it used to be. And a lot more of us know that now that wheat is, isn't what we had for our ancestors. It's now genetically modified and sprayed with neurotoxins, glyphosate. And that's here in the U.S. by, uh, you know, the U.S. company Monsanto. A lot of other countries have since uh, banned the use of glyphosate and banned Monsanto from getting a hold of their crops. So people in other countries may be healthier as a result to us in, in the U.S. when we get primarily genetically modified and, and chemically treated wheat in our products. But that was a longer story. But along that journey to feeling better, in which I did start feeling better, I also found out that cannabis was one of the few things helping fibromyalgia sufferers with their pain, even when prescriptions weren't. So that was specifically marijuana that I heard about back then. And I'm like, okay, that's great. I'm all for legalization of marijuana if people want that for themselves and it's helping them. I think I think they should have that option, but it's not for me. I'm in corporate. I could get drug tested. I don't want to smoke anything. I don't like being high. So that's where I was for the next 15 some years that I was on my own recovery to feel better and stay better more naturally. I was in corporate in 2017 when I found out that hemp has a lot of the same medicinal benefits that marijuana does, but you don't get high and you don't have to smoke it. So I reached out to an attorney and he said, yeah, it's that kind of back end wording legal here in the U.S. So I'll help you get started. So I started uh, my brand Hemp Lily back in 2017. And, and that's where things took off. But I just wanted to share my knowledge with other people that you don't have to be on prescription. And Big Pharma doesn't want cannabis being readily available because it's so amazing. The reason why it was uh, prohibited 80 some years ago was because big pharma, the cotton industry and the wood industry couldn't compete with the amazing plant. So they created propaganda basically to put the fear in people that it was gonna kill brain cells and things like that and say that it was a horrible reefer madness drug. Um, they also did a study with monkeys. They tell you that's how they thought it killed brain cells. Well, they gave the monkeys a mask, a gas mask with cannabis fumes in it and what happened is the monkeys suffocated due to lack of oxygen. They got too much cannabis fumes and not enough oxygen. So it wasn't the cannabis and cannabis that killed brain cells. It was lack of oxygen. But they won't they won't tell you that. <laughs> so, so here we are, how many years later, and we have access to it. And there's still a lot of confusion around it. Like you said, hemp. And what is it? Is it marijuana? Can it get you high? So a lot of questions to be answered here, but that's my journey here. And we've been in business for five years and I love helping people anyway, in any way that I can uh, to feel better. I always appreciate it when I hear sort of the background into a story. Like I, I didn't even know about the the monkey story, but knowing that if, if it ever comes up in the future, it's like, yeah, but <laughs> so, right. uh, so, so thank you for that. Your website tagline is from menstruation to menopause. 
Could you get a bit more specific about the issues that cannabis hemp helps with, please? Yes. So it helps everyone, male, female, kids, pets, animals. Everybody has an endocannabinoid system, which is our body's master system regulator. And our bodies actually produce a little bit of cannabinoids. Cannabis gets its name because it's dense in in cannabinoids, THC, CBD, and others. So it helps with pain. Uh, They don't like us to say pain, so we say discomfort, but it's like localized pain, post-workout pain, joint pain, really a lot of pain, neuropathy pain. It helps all kinds of things with pain. That's a big one, especially if you apply it topically, it should give you some pain relief in 60 seconds or less. At least that's what our products, we, we stand for that. If it doesn't give you relief in 60 seconds or less, not the right product for you. We wouldn't recommend it. Sleep is another biggie. People are having a hard time sleeping, probably because of all of the stress and anxiety they have. So the uh, hemp helps balance out anxiety and stress and gives you good sleep. So those are the biggest ones, but we continue to find out that it helps so many other things. We know it's good for digestion, for IBS, for uh, diverticulitis. These are all you know inflammation-based and Cannabis and CBD particularly are anti-inflammatory. Vertigo, it helps people with vertigo. I had a customer a couple of months ago said, if you have something that helps vertigo, I'll be a lifetime customer. I gave her a sample because if they're in perfect person, we like to give them a, a free trial so they're, they know it works and they're comfortable with how they react to it. She came back, she walked away and came back a couple minutes later saying, that's amazing, I feel better. So it's because it's a it's a mind and body balancer. It's seeking out whatever's out of balance in your body and bringing it into homeostasis so your body can heal. We're not saying that the plants and the products themselves heal. We're just saying it creates balance in your body so your body can do what it's supposed to do. So those are the biggies. Um, but hemp really focuses on women's issues because a lot of people don't know that you can use a roll-on for period pain. It's a lot faster than taking an Advil. You know, heating packs are great too, but it's, it's really fast. If you're on the go, having a roll-on with you to apply is a great thing. Um, any kind of hormone imbalance, because the endocrine system, again, is a master system regulator, and it's over our immune system, our endocrine system as well, which is hormones. So it balances out anxiety, which can be caused by cortisol spikes. When you have low estrogen, you have cortisol, and that causes uh, anxiety and stress. When you're going into menopause, perimenopause, that's where I'm at. Hot flashes, night sweats, mood swings, those are all caused by cortisol and hormone imbalances. And cannabis and CBD and hemp products balance that out. So I had customers for the last five years come into my store saying, I don't have hot flashes anymore. I'm not getting my night sweats when I take your product. Nobody else had talked about that yet. So we decided to hone in on that and start letting uh, women know that this is a legitimate, highly effective alternative. Now, I, I don't want to say it is for everyone. Not everyone has a deficiency in canna- cannabinoids, um, but a lot of people do, especially going into menopause. So we're just hoping to help people with that alternative to prescriptions. Maybe people don't want to do hormone replacement therapy. Either they have risks or just general hesitation. They don't want to get the pellet you know, cut and put into their body, they can take hemp. It works great. It can go with your hormone replacement therapy. It can be uh, an alternative to that. So 
just a lot of a lot of new things as we learn about everything this amazing plant can do. I have a lot of seniors and more senior than me uh, in my life. And it's been interesting over the years hearing them in their 70s, like late 70s going like, oh, my God, I still have hot flashes and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so anything. Yeah, for that's... Some, those, those symptoms never go away and we can help them with that. And the thing with hemp and hemp products and cannabis in general is it's not simple and straightforward. It's not like a prescription where they'll take your weight and, and say, take this much, you know, how often daily. Cannabis is very unique to the individual and what their needs is because it's such an amazing plant. It looks for what you need and how much you need. So the when, where, and how much is, is unique to each person. We help them with that and, and figure out which product is right for them, what serving is right for them. If they're not getting any benefit from the product, We'll help them adjust. If they still aren't getting any benefit, we give them a money-back guarantee. <clears throat> and we'll refund the product. So we're finding it's not a great thing to just pluck off the shelf if you don't have somebody there to help you understand what it is you're looking at and purchasing and hopefully giving a free sample and trying it out first. Is there a difference in how cannabis affects men versus women? Nope, not really. Okay. It's the same. It works. Apologies, got a frog all of a sudden. It works on the same receptors. The endocannabinoid has receptors from your brain all the way down to the cellular level. So for, for like I said, men and women, uh, kids, maybe, and, and animals all benefit from it. So, yeah, everyone, everyone can benefit. Okay, you've touched on this a little bit here. Can you explain how cannabinoids or maybe explain what they are and how they interact with our bodies? Well, I don't know the deep science of it. I, I did explain the high level as much as I understand. Again, the endocannabinoid system is a master system regulator over all of our other body regulating systems. So it seeks to balance everything. And we have receptors throughout our entire body. That's why I plant, like I said, down to skin, to skin level and cellular level. So when you apply it topically, it should be pretty immediate. Now, if you take it internally, it takes a little bit longer uh, to get into your system, especially if you're swallowing it, et cetera. But I, that's, that's the simplest way I understand it and can convey it. Okay. Um, this question might sound a little confrontational, and I really don't mean it that way. If cannabis products can help so many things, so many issues. Should we sign up for like a basic product, almost like a vitamin? Or are there different formula recipes depending on what we're wanting to address? That's an excellent question. Everyone has different products. Everybody wants to be unique. There isn't anything standard. So what to try and when? Usually people start taking cannabis based on referral from somebody else who's tried it and it worked for them. That's where we, we like to give people samples and figure out the right thing um, because it's it's not it's not straightforward. What you get at one store isn't going to be at the other store. They, they have similarities. They can be similar, but they can be different. There's 100 to 300 cannabinoids in the plant, and everybody's racing to isolate each one and find out its effects and have the newest, latest product to the market. Um, you also want to take into consideration any medications you're taking. It, it, the CBD like enhances everything you take with it. So you may want to take CBD two hours apart from your medications. 
CBD uh, products act like a blood thinner and blood, blood pressure reducer. So if you're taking either of those, you may need less prescription if you're taking CBD. You want to talk to your doctor about that. People who provide and sell hemp cannabis products, CBD, are not allowed to give medical advice. And a lot of them do, and they're putting themselves in a you know, legal risk category for that. So my company, Hemp Relief, is a member of leaf411.org, which is a network of cannabis nurses. They can talk openly. They can say pain and disease names and things like that and talk about your medicines in your specific situation. So I leave that to them. They vetted us as being transparent in quality in order to become a member with them. And I, I lean on them when people come to me with a medical question, something that's out of, you know, out of my range of knowledge because I'm not a medical professional. I'm glad you mentioned Leaf 411 because that was one of my questions that I was going to say, like, what is that? So, yeah, so it's generally, I think, just a low $25 for 25, like $25 for about a half an hour consultation, which isn't bad. But if you want free a free consult, you'd have to come to us first and get our code. We're not allowed to publish it. So you'd have to come to us first. We kind of pre-assess you and then refer you over to the cannabis network and you can talk to them for, you know, for free with that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And is that a US based? It is US, yes. Okay. Oh, huh, that's interesting. Now I'm in Canada. We didn't even get there. Um, can people from other countries access Leaf 411? I don't know why not. You know, I don't know that they're up on the different laws, but the education on the plant is going to be the same. So, I, I mean, it's worth a try. I haven't heard anybody ask that before. I would think you can still call and talk to them. Now, if you're in Canada or another country, we can't ship to you because of the different laws. You can't sell to people across country lines. And Canada has its own program and guidelines different from the U.S. So we can only sell within the U.S., but I don't know why they wouldn't be able to help education-wise. Okay. Now, is it legal throughout the entire U.S.? One of my questions was going to be, you've just answered, you cannot ship across borders or like international borders. Uh, but if is are all states, is it legal in all states? Uh, it is not legal in all states. I believe Idaho possibly in Nebraska, there's two or three states where it's not legal. So, so can you ship to them or not, like from where you are? do and, and leave it up to the consumer. And some people like your payment processors might want to see that you do not, you are not shipping to those states. Most brands say it's fully legal in all 50 states. That's a, kind of a stretch in, a, in itself. It's not technically legal. It's It's a very gray area for us here until we get further regulation from, from our FDA. And, and it's taken them so long, like they have to build it from scratch. And I keep telling people, why can't we look at what Canada is doing? We've already laid the groundwork. How is it going? We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, Colorado here is way ahead of the game. They have proposals on what should be defined, the new definition of what hemp is versus marijuana, because what we signed into legislation in 2018, no longer, it's so outdated. We've learned so much in the last five years that law doesn't really apply. Now we have full THC products, even on the hemp side, without regulation. And anybody can sell it, no license, anything. So uh, everything's kind of a 
kind of crazy here in the U.S. as far as getting those products. I know in other things, some Canadians will actually find a friend along the border or, or get a mail box number or something, a post office box mm-hmm. number, and just ship to there. And then they cross the border, pick up what they want and uh, and bring it back that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 People do what they, what they have to do to get it. You know, I, I heard that legal or illegal, it's illegal in my state here in North Carolina, but people get it. There's no shortage of it. People get it. So it's hard to sell it on the up and up on the legal stuff when people can readily get the illegal stuff and often cheaper. <laughs> There's a, a big thing. This is going sideways a little bit, but uh, just recently on the news up here in Canada, there were the legal shops complaining because they, you know, they go through, all, they jump through all the hoops. Um, they have all the standards. They pay all the taxes, and then they are not making as much money as the underground market, which still exists. And um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's still it's the same here in the U.S. When you get regulation, it often comes with government control and taxes, and they get greedy, and the taxes are so much that you can't make a profit anymore. And, you know, the license fees, just to be able to sell it, can start at $100,000 just to apply, not even if you're granted the license. So, you know, it's a lot of people here have changed from the marijuana industry over to the hemp industry because it lacks regulations, but that lack of regulation is can destroy people's confidence in the product because every Joe Schmo is selling it. We have bad players. A lot of them, it's getting more rough by the day with bad players selling a cheap product and using other people's names. My name has been used and, you know, quote, scam marketing, my friend's brand has been used. So it's things are getting a little out of control here. Yeah. The term wild west uh, comes to mind. Yes. Okay, on a more positive note, I saw on your website that you have gummies, topicals, tinctures. What do the different products do? They all do the same. They all pretty much give the same results, but it's preference on, you know, do you like an oil under your tongue? Some people don't like putting an oil under their tongue. That's called a tincture, you know, oil drops, an oil dropper. Uh, That's generally the healthiest and fastest way to get results. But some people don't want to do oil, so we have gummies. That's an edible. It's fun and tasty. It just takes a little bit longer to get in your system. It has to go through your digestion versus under the tongue. You know, under the tongue goes into your mucous membrane and gets straight into your tongue. We tell people to hold the oil for 30 seconds before they swallow. The gummies, you're just swallowing unless you want to chew it and stick it under your tongue for a bit. Some people do that because they know better. If you just swallow it, you can lose strength through digestion, and it takes an hour to start feeling benefits with a CBD gummy versus immediate to 15, 30 minutes when you're holding it under your tongue. So it's preference. Again, we help people walk through that. We have topicals. People are hesitant to get started with cannabis. It's really easy to start with a topical. It's not going to get in your bloodstream. It's, you know, CBD products anyways shouldn't make you feel intoxicated anyway. But topically applied is the fastest. If you have localized pain, Applying it topically should get rid of pain in 60 seconds or less. It's that straightforward. It's simple. There's not like dosing adjustments and the the, three, the when, how often, how much, or the how often, how much. What's, what's the other one? How, how much? I don't know. I forgot my threes already, but my point is topicals are really straightforward and a great place to start. Hmm. Now, you mentioned gummies. And earlier, you talked about 
some benefits for some children. I, I want to be real careful how I phrase that. We do hear about children who get into, you know, like Uncle Joe's bag of gummies, and it does cause problems. What are the applications for children? So when we talk about children, and we're not supposed to, but we know how beneficial it is for them. We just go for a product that has the THC removed, you know, an extra filtration process that takes that out. At least the CBD, and sometimes they take out everything, so it's just isolated down to just the CBD portion. But that's that's the least effective. The more of the, the, the full plant that you have intact, God gave us the plant, the way it was meant to be consumed, it's just people overdo it, you know? So... I would say without THC in your product is is what I've always given to children. We don't want to give them THC before 18 or 21 because their brains are still developing. And it can be tremendous, though, especially for stress and anxiety. Unfortunately, our children have so much stress and anxiety. With the world that we live in now, at school, pressure, all that, they can't study, they can't focus. A lot of ADHD and autism, and this gives them focus and clarity and calm through all that. So if you're in a mom's group or a grandma's group, ask around for that because it can it can be a tremendous help for them too. That's interesting. I, I just, I guess you sort of think of, and I'm of an age where it was always marijuana. And so you think, oh, keep the children away from it and stuff like that. So it's interesting that, uh, you know, with the what right formula, uh, it, it's beneficial for children as well. Right. So that's oh, the difference between marijuana and hemp on the simplest terms is marijuana is primarily THC and tiny bits of CBD and other cannabinoids. Hemp is primarily CBD, non-intoxicating with only tiny amounts of THC and other cannabinoids. So it's non-intoxicating, but even for kids, I like to take out even that trace amount of THC that's on the hemp side. And actually, Hemp Lily does not have any THC free products because we are trying to help adults. But you can find plenty of products, plenty of brands out here that offer broad spectrum products or a CBD isolate product for children. They're not going to say it's for kids, but we give it to them and it's great. All right. Yeah, it's interesting. Some of my questions have been challenging and I, and I don't oh, mean to, to do that. Questions. I like the challenging ones. I, I have friends who use cannabis products for several of the issues we've talked about. Dementia. A good friend took care of her dementing mother for years and had huge gratitude for her cannabis assistant, shall we say. Can okay. You... Now, was that on the marijuana side? Uh, CBD? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I'm just constantly yeah. showing off my ignorance because with this. My, yeah, my mother also has uh, symptoms of dementia. She's in memory care. And I give her, I do give her our products and I think it gives her focus and, and mood balance. I'm not sure how much it's helping her dementia overall, but just like anyone, I think it gives them more stability, more mood and stability. She doesn't have any pain and she doesn't have trouble sleeping, but just to keep her, her mind and mood level, we give it to her for that and we find benefits, but I've never tried giving her THC. Maybe THC is beneficial. I'm, she's in a different state than me, and I'd like to be there and help her, you know, go slowly if that were the case. So I'd be curious to know if that, uh, if the THC side helps dementia. Hmm. I think, I, you know, I, I say dementia, and that's the situation. But I do remember my friends saying that because of the, the advanced dementia of her mother, she'd start to ramp up. 
So what you're explaining there works perfectly. It just sort of levels her down to a a less stressed out state, which of course is easier to handle. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yep. Now this is totally a stretch, but absolutely indicative of my lack of knowledge. I started with a mention of hemp clothing. If a person moves away from the synthetics and all the strange things that manufacturers do to our our fabrics and wears hemp clothing, can the skin absorb any of the benefits we've talked about today? No, it's not going to because there's different parts of the plant, the husk, the stalk, all those, uh, you know, made when hemp is used for fiber, you're not getting, you know, cannabinoids in it. And in the processing, so no, it's not going to have an additional benefit or any intoxicating when you wear it. Okay. Hemp clothing, I don't know about Canada. It's still rather hard to find here. It's expensive. You know, there's still a lot of research and effort to move it forward to being the industrial hemp plant that it can be for buildings. And I heard that there used to be a, an automobile made out of hemp. But hemp clothing, you know, it's such an amazing plant. We We want to get there and be able to have that a lot more available than it currently is, but you definitely won't get high or any medicinal benefit from having it in clothing. That's too bad. I mean, when you think about how simple that would be. <laughs> um, yeah. But I guess from an environmental point of view, that's where hemp is really getting a good name. Yes, it's great for the environment. It takes things out of the air, purifies the air, purifies the soil it's in. So there is a lot of testing that has to go into hemp to make sure it's not toxic for us to consume because it does absorb and clean up crops. So people might rotate corn one, you know, for a few years and then on that plot of land plant hemp to clean up the soil before they plant corn again, et cetera. So there's just endless, endless benefits to this amazing plant. So it it works as sort of an interim crop then to, to heal the soil as well? Yes. Yes. That's amazing. You know, the, you start to learn about this sort of thing and you go like, why isn't this more mainstream? Is it because it was considered a drug at some point in time? It's because of that, yes. The stigma still lingers. And the reason that it became a stigma is because big pharma doesn't want it. It's really hard to get regulation and get the right science that we need. The other thing is, is man has gotten involved in the plant and crossbred it so much, it's hard to tell hemp from marijuana anymore. It just comes down to how it tests now. If it has 0.3% THC or less, it's called hemp. If it has 0.3% or more, it's called marijuana, right? Man has blurred the lines. They're making it stronger, more intoxicating. On the hemp side, because without regulation, you can get gummies that are way too strong. I'm like, what are you doing when I see these brands putting out 100 milligram gummies, 200 milligram gummies, or a drink with 100 milligrams in it? People who don't know or aren't familiar with it could be really uncomfortable for a while. So whether it's kids or adults, if you get too much, it's generally not harmful, not causing long-term effects. We definitely don't want kids to do it, but it's temporary. It's very uncomfortable, but it's temporary. You're giving us all sorts of bonus information here. I really appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we've been talking health issues. Um, Often when I talk health issues with a guest, I mention that listeners should consult with their doctor. Mm -hmm. Is this the kind of thing where if they are having health issues, 
can they consult with you or your LEAF 411 nurse? Or is it still a good idea to keep in touch with their doctor? Or what do you recommend? Always with them? good to talk to your doctor. It's just a lot of doctors are going to say, no, don't do it. And it may not always be because it's harmful. It's because they're still trained by big pharma or they don't know enough yet. And some doctors do know about it and will say, yeah, I just can't prescribe it. But yeah, go ahead and take it. But people come to me and I can talk about generalities. I can talk more about from the product side, what to expect, how to find the right product that works for you. But if we get into medical cases and prescriptions, I'll refer you to LEAF 411. Very interesting. Is it? Do you foresee, not that you have that uh, glass ball or anything, where cannabis, hemp, whatever, uh, education is included in medical training? Like a doctor? I haven't heard that, and I don't think so. Oh, well, let me take that back. So many people are turning to natural wellness now. You have naturopathic doctors, holistic doctors that are springing up right and left out of need. We all need that. We need to get back to the earth and providing our solution, not synthetics and big pharma, unfortunately. And that's why they push back and don't like this drug. They don't even like supplements and vitamins. They don't want us to feel better without their products. So not not traditional Western medicine trained. I doubt it. Not anytime soon. But there are a lot of holistic doctors, wellness practitioners, coaches that can guide people on the natural side and have much more training. And there are, some, there are some doctors that went and got that on their own. There are institutions and trainings for some doctors to, to go get that knowledge. Not enough have it yet. I was just thinking, I mean, if your LEAF 411 nurses are well-trained, um, then I wonder if other mainstream medical people could also take that training just to enhance their yes. their knowledge. They can. They have to go get it on their own, not through... Yeah their traditional schooling. Yeah. This is a really out there question and you may not know the answer to it. Do you know what sort of training the LEAF 411 nurses do go through? Like, is it a U.S. based? I really should know. There's a certain certification that they take. I just don't know the name of it off of the top of my head. But yeah, before they're brought on, they go through the same training. That's great. That's cool. Um, Tell us more about Hemp Lily. Well, we were born out of a need, and we focus on women's issues now, but even even then, I mean, people, our customers order it and share it with their husbands. It's for men, too. Our marketing effort is just to reach women and let them know that it can help your hormone imbalances and everyday symptoms, pain, stress, anxiety, and such. We're at templily.com. Then we have lifetime consultations for free before, during, after, we're going to call you a couple of weeks after you purchase, if you do decide to purchase, and see how you're doing. If you're not getting the benefits out of it, we'll help you adjust. If you still don't get the benefits, we'll call you a week or so later and find out, you know, I, it's just not doing anything for me. We refund your money. So we're, we're as transparent as we can be. We believe in the plant. It can be life-changing for a lot of people. And we hope uh, that we're one of the few that rise above when regulations do come through. That's great. That's that. <laughs> it's uh, it's a shame when you do learn more that the powers that be, shall we say, uh, dig in their heels because of their lack of knowledge. So the people that probably want 
more legalization, shall we say, or universality, um, have gone gone and got that knowledge, and then all the regulators they just no no no. Yeah, Western medicine is taught by big pharma, and big pharma doesn't want the competition. They want the money in their pockets. Well, that's why the doctor has to go on his own and get certified separately. Yeah. Um, okay, our listeners are primarily mid-aged women, boomers. Um, what haven't I asked you that you think mid-aged women should know or think about in terms of hemp? Gosh, I think we've covered covered all of it, all, all the basics. There's always more to talk about, more to learn, but it can be overwhelming to people at first. So just reach out to me. Even if you don't want to buy hemp, Lily, you can reach out to me for some general guidance. What if you have a CBD product in your hands now and you've tried it and it's not helping you? Call me. I can take a look at it, figure out what's in it, what's not in it, what type of hemp is it, uh, what have you tried, how much have you taken, how often have you taken it, and for how long, and help you adjust and maybe get better benefits out of what you've already spent money on. I can help you with that as well. Hmm. Now, I've gone through your, your website, not thoroughly. Do you have education components on your website? We have a blog with lots of, lots oh. of articles. And it's, they're generally centered around women, uh, women's issues. So a lot of education there. Uh, I try to put as much as I can on there, and we're always adding more. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about, really, we talked about hemp for hormones and the gummies and topicals and oils. We have a custom formula called Menopause Complex, which is one of our top sellers. Because we found out that our basic hemp oil was helping hot flashes and night sweats, we created a new product that added ashwagandha and reishi mushroom, which are two herbs and adaptogens that women with symptoms of menopause are already taking and are already fond of. So we put those those two in with CBD. And I mentioned earlier that CBD helps amplify everything it's taken with. So we didn't need a lot of ashwagandha and reishi mushroom, but it's a synergistic punch to knock out your symptoms. It's still going to get your stress, anxiety, sleep, all the basics, but it really focuses in on hot flashes and night sweats and symptoms of menopause. So that's what, what really makes hemp really unique. We have some of the basic products, then we have our menopause complex for, for those. That's interesting that you've added mushroom because that's gaining more prominence Um, mushrooms are the new thing you can get a lot of the benefits from mushrooms that even cannabis offers they're adaptogenic and they can balance out mood we have we do have one mushroom gummy on the hempily website it's called rewind brand brain boost gummies and they have lion's mane mushroom in them because my biggest symptom with perimenopause i don't have the hot flashes or night sweats i have brain fog my brain will just stop working in the middle of a sentence or I can't, can't remember what I had for breakfast. You know, that that's really challenging for me. So I found lion's mane mushroom to help with that. Some people think that the hemp oil helps them with their brain fog. For me, it didn't. And I learned about mushrooms. I wanted to offer a cannabis alternative to people who are looking to have less anxiety and more mental focus throughout the day. So we do have one mushroom gummy. Hmm. That's interesting because... Uh, again, an older woman, she's 92 now, she takes a brain booster with a mushroom additive. I'm not going to use any technical terms because I don't know it well enough. Um, and she finds that helps. So, you know, whether it's brain fog in a younger woman or memory issues and, you know, I guess a different type of brain fog uh, as, a, as an older woman. It's sort yeah. of interesting. So it's just amazing to think, 
that we're still so early on learning about everything that the earth can give us for medicine. We're well, and I guess still, it comes so early in cannabis. We're finding out more mushrooms have been around forever. Did we know how medicinal they were? Most people didn't. <laughs> you we wonder didn't too, if it. we, if we did go back to, you know, like more indigenous knowledge, whether we'd be way more advanced than we currently are. Yes, we would. And and doctors used to carry cannabis and every doctor used to carry cannabis in their bag as a go-to for, because they knew oh. it helped so many things and they were just told they couldn't anymore. That's crazy. Okay, yeah. give us give us your website again. Hemplily.com. Okay, H-E-M-P-L-I-L-Y. and are you? Oh, sorry, H-E-M-P-L-I-L-Y.com. Great. And are you on social as well? Yes, we're on Facebook as Hemplily and on Instagram as Hemplily underscore helps. Great. Okay. Website links are always in the podcast show notes and all the links are part of your bio on our website. Listeners, if you have thoughts on today's show, please talk to us. Leave comments where you're listening or if you're listening at the Boomer Woman's podcast at boomwithabang.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and talk to us there. Leave stars and reviews where you can. They help us grow. For early access of upcoming episodes, there's a sign up under this conversation at Boom with a Bang. Share this episode with some friends, women and men. It's, you know, I've I've learned more today. And last year, we had a a cannabis farmer on actually, who really went into the more chemical side that uh, that perhaps, uh, Terry, you were a little not, not going to go there. Anyways, the, the science of cannabis uh, is finally becoming more ma- mainstream. Terry Yuzan, thank you so much for being my guest today and sharing so much great info. Some of that may be a little too late for us boomers, but it's great information for our daughters. All right. Thank you, Agnes. It was a pleasure. Have a great rest of week. Bye.